day to our listeners and thank you for listening in. My name is Christiana. I've been with Toastmasters for a bit over two years now and I'm currently the president with the local club in District 27. I'm hosting today's episode on how to foster cultural diversity in our club meetings. How can we ensure we are appealing to, embracing and including a right group of people? This episode is part of the D20 District 27, discuss with us podcast series. Our guest speaker is Alfonso Pania. During the past 10 years, Alfonso has successfully been working with the CDC, the Food and Drug Administration, SAMHSA, the Virginia Department of Health, the DC Mayor's Office on Latino Affairs and Howard University in developing social marketing campaigns to reduce health disparities for Hispanics, African-Americans, and Native Americans. Alfonso is also a club member of the bilingual club called Kepasa. Alfonso, welcome and thanks so much for your time to do this interview today. Hola Cristiana, how are you? Thanks for having me here and I'm looking forward for this interview. Excellent, me too. Cultural diversity is a topic we hear every day, everywhere nowadays. We hear it in our jobs, in the news, public schools addresses. Toastmasters is an international club and exposes us to representatives from all over the world. Before we do this interview, we should start our conversation with defining cultural diversity as there are many variations. Of course, Alfonso and I talked about this, but for our listeners, in this podcast, we want to use the term cultural diversity to describe many different cultures coexisting within one larger culture. And these cultures have different religions, traditions, ethnic background. Yes. And actually cultural diversity is based on acceptance, understanding, and embracing uh, diversity or variety. As you mentioned before, Christiana, religion, food preferences, accents, etc., are characteristics that define a culture. And cultural diversity is when all those characteristics actually meet and mix up to create new communities. Oh, thank you. That's a great definition, Alfonso. Alfonso, thanks so much for sharing with us more details on your club. Tell us a bit about your club. How does your club exemplify cultural diversity? What sort of events or protocols does your club implement? Sure. My club is called Que Pasa, or what's happening. Our club helps people from diverse backgrounds become more confident speakers, communications, and leaders. And from young professionals to experienced managers to those seeking personal growth, members and guests from Que Pasa will find a warm, supported group. Uh, we have successfully participated in district Toastmaster contents, and actually recently we became a distinguished club in our district number 27. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been, uh, we're pretty much a young club and it's such an honor to uh, been distinguished being so young. 
So we're excited and we're motivated. And again, we encourage people to maybe visit us and join us. You can always visit our website or you can join one of our sessions. Uh, we're currently meeting online the first and the third Saturday of each month from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And in our club at Que Pasa, we actually give speeches in Spanish and English. And believe it or not, most of our members are non-Spanish speakers. So our club provides them with the opportunity to improve their Spanish skills. At the same time, those members that English is not their first language can also find a welcoming group of people that will encourage them and support them while they work on developing their English communication skills. As we, I mean, this is the topic that we've been talking and that we're gonna elaborate more, but diversity is what drives our club. We have African-American, we have Americans, Hispanic, Asians, different cultural backgrounds. And they all come together and bring a lot of amazing stories and different points of view on multiple topics. That would give us a good segue. What kind of topics? Do you have anything? Do you have any special events? Do you talk about maybe Hispanic Heritage Month or holidays? Yes. And actually, uh, we try to combine or to be up to current events. And we like to maybe, for example, last week, we had a scary stories theme for one of our uh, meetings. And in that meeting, we all share stories. We were able to maybe table topics was part of spooky stories or maybe some crazy stories that we all have been through. And it's also a good way to mix up current events with the ultimate purpose of uh, Toastmasters, which is helping all of us improve our communication skills. So we play a lot with the dates, with cultural related important dates and we fully take advantage of them and of course we all there for also for a learning purpose so right. we try to take as i mentioned before advantage of those special episodes and i guess these spooky stories were right also in like cultural perception and experience everybody yes. probably has different cultural and beliefs It's part of diversity. In, in some cultures, uh, for example, Mexicans, they celebrate the Dia de los Muertos. And if we look into different Hispanic uh, cultures or countries, actually Mexico is the only one that celebrates Dia de los Muertos. I am from Colombia. We do not celebrate Dia de los Muertos. However, we celebrate Halloween. And... We also celebrate Dia de los Angelitos, which is Angel's Day or Kids' Day. And it usually happens the day after Halloween. So we have different religions. We have different beliefs that makes us unique. And that is what actually makes diversity so important. Once we embrace and once we have the opportunity to learn from those cultures, the better for us. I mean, we can all, I think we can have a better world if we can live together and share all of our experiences. Well, well said. Excellent. Thank you. Steve, I just learned something. I wasn't aware that even Halloween is, is a holiday that's approached differently in different countries. Like in Germany, you celebrate it mostly because it's, it's an American. Yeah. But it's nothing really unique German versus you just mentioned you celebrated also in Colombia, yeah. which can imagine has a 
a certain touch to it. Yeah, even even Cinco de Mayo, a lot of people, there's a big uh, misconception about Cinco de Mayo because a lot of people think that Cinco de Mayo is Mexico's Independence Day, and it's oh. not. No, right. it's a bit off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so, so stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and that enriches our lives. We're learning something. Not just we're not just improving our communication skills with having an international community or here in uh, an international club, but um, we also learn something about the world out there. So double dip, so to say. Yeah. Great. Okay. Now, when you reflect, what would you say? How has diversity impacted your clubs, meetings, and membership? How would you explain that or describe that? Well, as I briefly mentioned before. Diversity is actually what represents Kepasa. Kepasa is based on that, on diversity. And I would like to invite all of your listeners, Christiana, to join us as a guest for one of our sessions and find out themselves how amazing it is to listen to success stories told with an accent by our members. Accents are okay. Different ways to say things, it's okay. It's part of a, how we communicate. It's part of how we express our feelings. And for all of us, it's okay to have an accent. Uh, Non-Spanish speakers have an accent in Spanish. People like me, that I am a non-English native, I have an accent. And it's okay, because it's okay to look different. Because ultimately, we all share the same goal. And we share the Toastmaster goal to improve our communication skill, to gain confidence, and to become better professionals and better people. Excellent. Yes. Talk about accent, right? I probably should throw in that, yeah. Native <laughs> yeah. English either. <laughs> My background even within, is German. Even within cultures, there are different accents. So it's not just a matter yeah. of being from a different country. It's being from a different region and understanding that we are all the same. Right, right. Yeah. Why is it important for your club to promote diversity? Uh, you already said it's for a better world and to understand each other and just to make sure everybody is, it's okay to be unique, different yeah. or in a good way, right? But uh, maybe to looking more like at current events, why is it especially now important for your club to promote diversity? And maybe not just your club, maybe that could be a, a thing for Toastmasters, a message for Toastmasters. Yeah, and, and I agree with you because Toastmasters is everywhere. It's a worldwide organization. And just by that, Toastmasters is embracing diversity. And the message that I guess Toastmaster puts out is that no matter where you're from, no matter what's your background, no matter what language do you speak, we ultimately share common goals. And the common goal that we have, or most of us, when we join Toastmasters is to become better people, to improve our communication skills. And it's not new for everybody yet that we are going through very tough times, very emotional times, not only because of COVID, and what all that has represented to our new reality, but also for political and social reasons. And 
what Que Pasa uh, provides to members and guests, of course, is a space where everybody's treated equal and everybody have the opportunity to share our, their cultural differences, their experiences with others. And it's okay, as I mentioned before, it's okay. We, after we provide stories, there's nothing better than our fellow Toastmasters congratulating us, providing us with some feedback. And it's always the opportunity. We all have the opportunity to improve. Even though we maybe think that we have done not that good at a speech, for our audience, we probably did a great job. So mm -hmm. when we're able to understand how important diversity is, then we will be able to make this world a better one. And everything is going to be based on acceptance and respect. Again, very well said. Excellent, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And yeah, I also feel safe practicing my communication skills at Toastmasters and growing with the feedback I receive from my fellow members. Yeah. Now talking about communication skills, I want to switch gears a bit. And I want to talk about public speaking skills per se and public speaking to a culturally diverse audience. And I want to give some examples. Talk about Toastmasters being an international club. Uh, we, we may have, or we may be exposed at some point to deliver a speech to competitioners from all over the world. Maybe from somebody in Hong Kong or somebody from Hong Kong, right? Or maybe we work for an international company and we have to talk to international clients, maybe somebody in Cameroon. Or so again, talking about an international or global world nowadays, we, we have family members that come from maybe Sweden and there's a social event and we have to give a toast at this social event, right? So lots of reasons why we might have to give a speech to a cultural diverse audience. And there are several do's and don'ts we should watch out for when we do this presentation to a cultural di diverse audience. And I was wondering, um, what are your thoughts, your experiences and best practices reaching a diverse audience? Okay, it's very important. That's a situation that we are all exposed to probably more often than we even think about it. However, for me, the most important thing is to understand and to be aware of who your audience is. If we know who are we talking to, if we are able to use the tone that they want to or that they are expecting us to use, if we're able to use the same words that we can probably make a connection, we can definitely be more effective in our communications. On the other hand, if we do not adjust to who our audience is, then we have a very high chance of miscommunication. I have been working in multicultural communications for the past 10 years. And the success in the campaigns I have been part of is that they are based on clearly understanding that there's not a one-size-fits-all campaign. We've been talking uh, briefly about it, but we're all different. Even if we were born in the United States, we're different. If we were born in Germany, like your case, or in Colombia, we're different. We all different. So the more we know about our, about our audience, the more we understand what makes them unique and different, and the more we make effort 
to create an emotional connection with our audience, the better. Right, thank you. Actually, talking about maybe having some other examples. Yes, in Germany, you're way more direct, like you come right to the point, which just offend itself and other cultures, right? So maybe, I don't know, with your culture, I think you're also a bit more talkative, right? Yes, in the Hispanic culture, we like to, uh, what we call, like pretty much going in circles. Uh, yeah. We like to decorate words and we're very descriptive on our narrative versus the American style that we pretty much focus and going straight to the point. Mm -hmm. uh, if we compare it with uh, Hispanic culture, at least, we tell stories. We like to tell stories. Even if it's just a simple story, uh, how was your day? Then we start decorating everything and being very descriptive and it's going to take us 10 minutes to pretty much say that we had a good or a bad day. Mm -hmm. And then on the culture, on the other hand, we need to be aware of that. And we also need to be aware of, for example, if we are talking to scientists, scientists handle a totally different approach in their communication. They're very, they choose very specific words. So if we are delivering a message, we need to try to stand at the same level of our audience. And mm -hmm. if we are talking to maybe a community that is not, or a target audience that is not very well educated, then we definitely have to be aware that we need to use plain language. And that's probably one of the secrets of effective communication, learning about your, uh, your audience and connecting with them. When you make that connection, uh, it's golden. You, you have a great rate of success. Good. I can hear that your expertise in multicultural communication comes through. Excellent. Thank you for sharing with us. And that actually brings me to my next question. And you touched it a little bit already. What is your advice on presenting a speech and reaching a cultural diverse audience? Is that possible? Can we present a rather neutral speech? Well, there are a lot of people, a lot of organizations that unfortunately think that, yeah, you can have a neutral speech. But if we are culturally sensitive, the answer will be no. Okay. Based on my personal experience, we cannot present a neutral speech. By doing that, that's totally fine. It's fine that we don't use the same speech for everybody. We're all different. We've been mentioning that. Imagine how will it be if we all had the same likes and dislikes. No different religions, no different cultures, no preferences in colors or tastes or anything. How boring would life will be, don't you think? I, yeah, I hear you. Very boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So taking that into consideration, our responsibility as the messenger is to first accept diversity. And diversity, again, is not only about culture. Diversity is about our professional experience, our level of education, everything. We have to take that into consideration. And once we accept diversity, we have to embrace it and ultimately respect it. 
your audience needs to feel represented or reflected in your speech. We also need to feel confident when we deliver the message. If we're able to successfully do that, when they have a very high percentage of success and the more you do it, the more successful you are, the more knowledge you want to share. And ultimately, when you become successful in reaching different audiences, my point of view in my ultimate personal goal is to share that knowledge. And that's why I thank you for having me on this uh, podcast, because I think it's very important, not only on diversity, but on every single topic, the more knowledge we share, the better. Right. And I want to repeat this, uh, the words you just used here. The audience needs to feel represented and reflected in one speech. And then Correct. you can share the knowledge. That's pretty powerful. Thank you. And um, with this in mind, could you reflect, please? What Do you have any success stories, like anything in particular or on the opposite But the negative stories, when you think about addressing a diverse audience, and if so, can you elaborate on this and share your own experiences? Yeah, probably a negative one would be, and it's, it's real. Maybe a lot of people that are not, their brains are not trained to identify this type of mistakes or this type of situations will not be able to uh, acknowledge them. But unfortunately, we see in the media that they use the same English message with the same images and with the same people adapted to target the Spanish population. And we look different. And unfortunately, sometimes it's not even the translation is not even properly done it's just a translation but it's not an adaptation of what the message is so it's not only about doing a translation it's about understanding how different we communicate so we can see ads or pieces of advertising targeting white americans and then next to it the same piece of uh, marketing with the same people there only in Spanish. That is not going to be successful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've been lucky enough to be part of a group of people that through research have been able to implement successful communication campaigns to reach minorities and underserved communities here in the United States. And for every single campaign that we have developed, we have created different materials for each of the populations because we understand the importance of respectfully reach out to diverse target audiences. We have also identified key messengers that help us effectively deliver the message into the communities. For example, in the Hispanic community, the abuelitas or the older people because hierarchy plays a big level or uh, uh, plays a big role in the community. The Elders are very respected. And if we go through them to deliver a very sensitive message to families, we actually created that connection. And we found out based through research and also evidence-based research that it's available uh, for all of us. 
So thanks to that research, we have been able to become experts in storytelling, using real life stories to create an emotional connection and using our audience language. We have created award-winning campaigns and we have also helped reduce health disparities in our beautiful country. Wow, that sounds powerful. Okay, and you talk about research a lot. Can you share some of that research sources? Is there anything we can use maybe in our Toast Club, uh, Toastmasters club meetings to, to practice using what you just said? Sure, there, there is a lot of evidence-based information through federal agencies. Uh, the U.S. Census, CDC, FDA, uh, SAMHSA for mental health and wellness, that is available there. And as Toastmasters, for example, when we are given or when we are preparing one of our uh, research presentations, that information is there and it's free. And it's free and all of those are reputable sources that we can go there, we can reach out to them. Everything is on their website. And it's just a matter of understanding. It's a matter of using it properly and putting it out there. The information is there. And as I mentioned before, the more we share information, the better. So Toastmasters, I encourage you to go to those websites, go to those agencies and not only federal agencies, there are other worldwide organizations that also provide information, but always go to reputable sources. That's one of the, I guess, the most important messages and one of the things that will make our speech stronger and, and more powerful, the accuracy of our information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you so much. Alfonso, that was a great interview, very rich on information and ideas. And maybe listeners are inspired now to, to open, other, uh, open up other clubs for, for other languages or other cultures. It's, it's a great idea and enriches our lives in many ways. So thank you again very much for your time and sharing your thoughts and experiences on this topic here. Thank you, Christiana. And, and again, I invite all of our fellow Toastmasters to visit our club, the Que Pasa. And we are in Arlington, but of course, because of our friend COVID, we are meeting online. So thank you again. It was a great conversation and hopefully everybody learned something from this. Yeah, good, thank you. And goodbye. Mm -hmm. Bye, Christiana, take care. Take care.